listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me today. I am super, super excited to be welcoming Mary from Pinterest. Yes, I have someone directly from Pinterest and she is a partner development manager. And so she knows all about promoted pins. She knows all about how to run campaigns effectively. And so we're going to talk about that today and she's going to give us some tips as to how to maximize your campaign and get the most out of your advertising on Pinterest. So welcome to the show, Mary. Hey, Kate. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to talk with you today. Oh, we are just super pumped to hear from you because we always want information from Pinterest. It's like we're just (laughs) these sponges. Whatever you say, we're just going to soak up. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about you first and what you do at Pinterest. Sure. So I am a partner development over here um, on the partners team. So I work specifically on the promoted pins aspect. Um, And I I work with businesses who are just starting out promoted pins and want to scale on Pinterest. And my job is to just really make sure that they have the resources they need to find success. Um, And just because we are such a small team, I've been here for um, a little over four months now. Um, I'm usually the first person people have spoken with at Pinterest. Um, So it's really important to relay how promoted pins can help grow a business or a blog specifically. Um, So that is why I'm so excited to have this podcast as an opportunity to really just share a clear message of what promoted pins can do. Yes. And we are too, because um, I know a lot of my audience listeners and people that are part of the several groups that I run know that it's really important for me to get the correct information out there that I don't want people chasing their tails. I don't want people um, kind of spending more time on false information than they need to. So we are just super pumped that you're here. So let's dive in. So what are the top two benefits that you can tell us are to using promoted pins? Why should someone even attempt to use them? Yeah. So I think just at a very high level, you're reaching exactly who you want to be reaching. So you have a qualified audience through your targeting. And then I think the second thing would be just it really amplifies your content out. And if you have really great performance, you, you receive that top spot in the Pinterest feed and it just gets amplified even more. Awesome. And do you think there's benefits to bloggers? You know, there's a big question that maybe promoted pins are just for um, product businesses, not so much content creators. Yeah. So I think that there's a space for everyone, both businesses, bloggers, media, whatever. Um, I think um, if you're trying to really amplify your content to exactly the type of people that you want to be engaging with your blog, this is a great channel to do it on just because Um, it could really boost the engagement and the click-through to your website. Awesome. So what do you think are the three best tips for getting the most out of a campaign? Yes. So the biggest thing that I always stress to every business that I talk to is to really focus on nailing that creative. I think creative is the biggest lever that you could pull to have a successful campaign. Um, So at a high level, I think... You really want the pin to be beautiful. You want it to be helpful, focused, and even credible. So that means adding like your local logo to the bottom right or left-hand corner. Um, and some ways that you can make the pin engaging with pinners is having that tall vertical aspect ratio, uh, using multiple images, 
having text overlay on the pen and really using that description to your advantage and using it as a, a, a conversation with the pinner. Um, I think another tip uh, is to really be in that testing mode when you're first starting out promoted pens is because I see so many people try out promoted pens for a short period and then turn off if they don't see results in one week. Um, so I think going in ready to test it out and iterate on what works, you will find traction. And I I would highly recommend testing it out for a couple of weeks, just because we see a lot of people taking action on pins, especially if you're running a traffic campaign, converting like seven days, 14 days, 30 days later. Um, so allowing for that campaign to fully bake, you'll really see the effects. Okay. And And would would you say... Really quickly on the creative part of it, um, I know there's always um, curious questions about, are there better colors to use? Do you find that you have any data about, you know, these faces or not faces, those type of information that somebody could start to implement to test out or is it very by account? Yeah. So, I mean, we have done tests in specific industries around like what sort of colors or images people engage with more. And I really think it depends on the company and the goal that you're trying to do. Um, so it really does vary. Um, Kate, I would be happy to send you any sort of relevant materials that I could dig up for you and you could add it onto the blog post if you'd like. Yeah, we can add that to the show notes. Um, so just to dig one step further and you don't have to divulge any names or anything, but can you give us a good example of um, maybe a creative that worked for a particular niche that you you could say like this type of look works well for X type of content? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I mean, just last week I was working with a lingerie company and they were wondering whether or not to have the product on a person or just show the product against a flat image. Um, and honestly, it really, really depends on the goal. Um, we found out that using a little bit of both and having that text overlay really got the most engagements. So I think for, for bloggers and for any business that's listening, I would definitely recommend testing out like, let's say like three to five different creatives with different variations seeing what works well after a week and then um, iterating on that and allocating budgets to what's working. Okay. Got it. Well, and that's good because that we can dive into the keywords and the, the CPC, which is cost per click. Mm-hmm. But first I want to ask, is there anything we should avoid doing? Like there's just never do this kind of rules. Yeah. So I, it's kind of not intuitive on our ads manager. Um, But what I always recommend people for starting out um, to run one pin per campaign, uh, we see a lot of people starting out and putting like 10 pins under one campaign. And what happens and on our end is we we optimize for the best performing pin to get uh, shown the most. So those other pins will kind of fall to the wayside and you won't really get to see what's working well. And you Mm -hmm. also won't be able to really shift budgets easily. Um, so if you put one pin per campaign, you could easily see what's working, what's not look at your click through rates and your engagement rates. And then you could easily shift budgets because the budget's set at the campaign level. 
Okay. And one of the things I don't think we clarified in the beginning that we probably should is there's two different types of campaigns that you can run. You can run engagement and traffic. Is there one that you would recommend for a smaller size business or blogger yeah. over the other? Yeah. So for smaller businesses, again, it really depends on what you're trying to do. If you okay. really want pinners to engage with your content on Pinterest, gain followers, get more traction on our platform, I would recommend the engagement campaign because you're only paying for a repin, a close up and a click through. But if you're okay. really trying to get eyes to your site, I recommend the traffic campaign. Okay, good. I'm glad we clarified that just to make sure because I know that when people get in there and they go to attempt, they're going to be like, wait, which one should I do? So yeah. that's a good, and good distinction. One thing that I do want to say is I like I think just about every company, brand, blog also wants that brand awareness aspect. And sometimes mm-hmm. they'll run engagement campaigns when they ultimately do care about traffic or conversions. Um, so uh, the traffic campaign, you're also getting the engagement aspect. People are repinning that too. It's just, you're not paying for that. Right. And you know, I, most of my audience is bloggers. So what they are really looking for is that click through. They really want eyes. They're looking to have readers that come over and fall in love with their content and end up engaging with them. So traffic might be the best option for them. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So we've heard a lot about keywords that when you go into the ads manager and you start building your campaign, you have the option to add a bunch of keywords. So what is the importance of that? And is there a target number we should aim for? Yes. So question I get all the time. And it's also great that we're doing this podcast now because I would have told you something different two months ago. Um, Okay, good to know. Yeah, we just changed our algorithm um, to have more of an exact broad match on keywords. So we have expanded the recommended keywords to about 30 to 50 Um, and it's a little bit different than if you're advertising on Google, where you feel like you have to have shoes, shoes, red dress, blue dress. We kind of will expand. Um, so you don't have to have those repetitive terms, but still having 30 to 50, you'll probably get the best reach. Okay. Got it. And if we go over that, is there an, a negative result? Let's say if somebody picks 100. Definitely not. We see some of these bigger companies who already have their keyword list from Google set up um, of like a couple of hundred putting it in, and it, it really doesn't even help or hurt. Okay. That's great to know. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we go into, and I didn't put on this, this on our list of questions, so I'm kind of throwing a monkey wrench, but... <laughs> I know that you can choose devices and that's another big question for people is how do they know to choose between all devices or, um, you know, one specifically like an iPhone, how can, what's a good way for us to decipher the best options? Yeah. So, I mean, starting out of the gate, I recommend choosing all devices just because you'll get the most reach. Um, I will say that most of our traffic does come from mobile, specifically iOS. Um, about 80% of pinners are using Pinterest on their mobile device. So definitely there is that focus on um, targeting the mobile. But I, I still would recommend just starting out um, targeting all devices. And if you really wanted to see what was working better for you, you could break out two different campaigns, one for desktop, one for mobile and see what works. And if you really want to focus just on mobile, you could target just mobile. Okay. 
So then after we choose our device, I know that um, then we go into CPC, which is cost per click for those who don't know. So I know that Pinterest, when you put in a number, they will give you a, you know, low bid, good bid, high bid, Mm -hmm. you know, um, how, how do you choose? Outside of, you know, we know that that says good bid, but is there any advantage or disadvantage to going low or high? Yes. So super important. I always recommend to start the bid high. Um, So the way the ads are um, surfaced is a combination of your bid times your click-through rate if you're running a traffic campaign. So what we do in the beginning is we give you a little bit of boost, but if you have a really high bid, you'll get that strong performance out of the gate. So what we always recommend is to start on the higher end of what we're recommending, and then you could optimize down from there. Okay. So let's break that out into an example. So let's say you have a five-day campaign, and you've set it at like $2 per click, and you're getting great engagement. Then midway, I can drop that to $1.50 or $1.25? Yeah. So I think from $5 to $1.25 is probably a really big discrepancy, but it's sort of that. Or $2. Yeah. Like let's say it's 75 cents. So I I think like checking back after, I mean, it depends how long you're running the campaign, but let's say you're running it for one month, checking back after a week. And if you're getting that really great click through rate, lower that bid because it's really just a combination of what those both look like. And if you have a great click through rate, you could lower that bid. Interesting. Okay. And one other thing too, I noticed when I built a campaign just a little bit ago is that, um, you have, you can choose between a daily budget and a lifetime budget. Can you explain how the lifetime works? Cause I know people are pretty familiar with daily, you know, it just hits that cap each day, but what does lifetime mean? Yeah. So that is a new feature. I think it was launched, I think, three weeks ago. Um, and it was just a feature request that a lot of companies were giving us just because they don't really set daily budgets. So um, it's just the same idea of what a daily budget would look like. Let's say you're running a seven-day campaign for $20 a day, and it's just putting that lifetime budget of $1,400 up front. But it still it oh, still okay. it still breaks it out for you. It does. So like it won't blow through all fourteen hundred dollars like in a couple days. The idea is it shouldn't. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's always that technical aspect when you start something new of it shouldn't. Yes. But it might. Yes. We're still okay. so early in the testing phases that I I actually haven't worked with anyone on a lifetime budget. But from what I hear, it's it's working great. Okay. Good to know. All right. So let's say um, we've set up our campaign correctly and we just don't see a lot of results. And I should add maybe a little note to this that there is this idea that um, let's say today I'm a blogger and I wrote this new amazing post or recipe and I promote it tomorrow on Pinterest and it just doesn't seem like it gets a lot of interaction versus taking a post that I know Pinterest already likes or that the pinners or my followers or whatever already like, I promote it and I get good results. Yeah. Is, can you explain that a little bit more? And is that true? Is that what, I mean, I know it's what we commonly see, but what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. So there's kind of two parts to that. I, um, what I recommend for businesses first starting out is, um, starting with a successful organic pin and promoting it. But for bloggers who 
their job is to make content and they make really beautiful content, I would recommend just um, starting with one of your own posts. And um, I think when you see flat results, there's, there's two things that you can modify. One of them being look back at your targeting and see if it's too limited. Um, if you're targeting like five metro areas, you probably won't be getting the reach that you need. Or if you're targeting five keywords, you probably won't be getting the results. Um, and then secondly, I think iterating on your creative. So Kate, I think a really important thing that we should, um, attach to this blog is the creative best practice guide, just because I think that is like the Bible to promoted pins. Uh, and just having all of those foundational elements of what it takes to have a successful promoted pin, like almost always the success of a pin, um, really, really hinges on having engaging creative. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's one of the things that we teach here too, is that you really have to get creative with your image, with your text overlay, really making that something that people want to engage with as opposed to something they want to look away from, Yes, <laughs> you know, because it's just hasn't been done well. Um, is there, I, I know that we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to wrap this up, maybe any last minute tips, but I would also like to add to that. Um, what are some other myths that you hear about promoted pins that you would love to clear up? Oh, um, I don't know if you, I, that's kind of, I threw that one at you last minute. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, something that may not be super relevant for bloggers, but we hear a lot of people just coming to Pinterest and just finding inspirations, but not really, um, making that purchase. So if any bloggers have any small business or, um, any like, like an Etsy seller, yeah, or, anything yeah. like that. And I really don't think that's true. Um, there are a lot of people coming to Pinterest for like DIY projects, but there are so many people coming to Pinterest in that consideration stage of like, I think I want something, but I don't know exactly what that looks like. And they use inspiration or Pinterest as an inspiration tool to, to find that. Um, so I really think that there's a great marriage between businesses, bloggers trying to get their content to Pinterest and pinners coming to Pinterest um, looking for bloggers and businesses to help inform that decision. Okay. That's good to hear. Um, and last tips, what else would you tell people about promoted pins? Yeah. So really wanted to hone in that one pin per campaign setup. If you're first okay. starting out, just because that is the, the cleanest way to get it started. Um, and then if you're, if you are a blogger who is trying to drive email signups, um, mm. I would highly recommend installing our conversion tracker. Um, okay. it's in the ads manager and it's just a little snippet of code that you put on your website and that will track Pinterest conversion specifically. Um, I think that's okay. just another important source of data to have. I definitely agree with that. And that's something that I need to add to my site too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, and then when, but I've been waiting. Yeah. I also wanted to just discuss really quickly, like what the numbers are in ads manager because so many people come in and they're yeah. like, what, what does effective CTR mean? What does average EPC? Yes. That would be great. Yes. So if you're looking in ads manager, you have your click through rate and then you have your effective click through rate. So basically with a promoted pin, um, you're only paying for the action on the pin itself. So let's say uh, you have really great creative that gets repinned, 
any uh, click through off of that repin is free or earned. Um, so that is what that effective stat looks like and that average ECPC looks like. So um, let's say you have really great creative that gets amplified out, more and more people are repinning it and clicking through. Um, your ECTR should rise and your ECPC should drop. So if you're wondering, is this campaign really working? I would look at the last 30 days and look at those ECTR and ECPC numbers. And if uh, the CTR is rising and the CPC, ECPC is dropping, you're doing something right. Okay, good. That is really, really helpful to know because I know that I look in there and I've been confused and I, I'm so glad you brought that up because um, people, you know, especially bloggers, really concerned with metrics yes, and how to really measure if it's working and it's not working. So thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. Of course. Because <laughs> I know people... People are always confused and I just look for a line going up. Exactly. I'm like, is it going upward? Good. Yes. No, I, I mean, before I started working here, I had no idea what that meant. And it, it honestly is a very important source of data and it really um, shows the value of the repin, um, which I think is super unique to Pinterest over other, every other social platform is people are actually engaging with one of your advertisements. You never see that on Facebook or Instagram. No, you don't. Facebook ads are, they drive me nuts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do not like them. Um, what, there is one more thing too about the, um, that uh, you said something that kind of jogged an idea or a thought for me and I've now lost it, of course. <laughs> um, oh, this is what it was. There's also discussion too about when you run a promoted pin campaign that there's going to be a lingering effect of traffic. Some people throw around the number of 20% or 30%. Do you agree with that? So lingering traffic is that after the pin um, Correct. Ran. So after the promoted pin campaign is over, yeah. you'll still experience a, con a residual effect. Yeah, so definitely, um, especially if you have really great creative and a lot of people are repinning it. I think the, the shelf life of a promoted pin is about 90 days, which is much longer than any other social platform can say for their advertisements. Yes, I will agree. And I, I definitely, to encourage those who are listening... I would definitely suggest that you test out promoted pins. You definitely add the pixel, the tracking conversion link to your site and you do test it and keep using it because I know I've tested Facebook ads for simple pin and they have fallen flat. I feel frustrated with the money that I've spent and I feel like the money that I do spend on Pinterest, I know what I'm getting. I'm not confused by it. I know if somebody clicks on it, I pay for it. If they don't click on it, I don't pay for it. And I appreciate that streamlined ads manager, if you will. Like I appreciate all of that being so clear for me as a business user. Awesome. So, well, thank you. I Kate. really, really appreciate it. Yeah. And thank you for taking the time and your busy, busy day. I know we just had a short podcast here, but this was fantastic. And if there are any questions or anything that you have for Mary, go ahead and comment on the post. It'll be um, on simple pin media in about a month or so. Great. And so then, um, you know, we'll have people leave comments in the blog post and they can ask you anything that they need to. And I'll let you know more about that. So thanks so much, Mary, for coming. on. Awesome. Thank you, Kate. And I am so excited to get the message out. And I really, really think everyone should try it out, especially bloggers, just because so many people are coming to Pinterest to 
to find inspirations from you bloggers. So I, I'm excited to see uh, what all of your clients are trying out. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Love it. That was so awesome. And I'm so thankful that Mary was able to come on here and give us information directly from Pinterest. No crazy myths or any of that other stuff. Just straight information from the source itself. If you want show notes, any information about the links that we talked about, the creative guide that she referenced, go to simplepinmedia.com slash nine. And as always, I would love if you would leave a review in iTunes, subscribe, download, or whatever it is to tell us that you like what you're listening to. Thanks so much.